Hi everyone, welcome back to another edition of Star Wars The Hyra Podcast. In this episode, we are going to be covering all four issues of The Rise of Kylo Ren, a comic miniseries from Marvel. The last episode just came out yesterday, so let's jump right into it. So since we have four issues to cover this week, I'm going to focus on more of the story of the comic, and next week I'll jump more into kind of my opinions, um, how other things within the the stories relate to this comic series, and how this relates to the High Republic era and, you know, other connections that I see. Starting with issue one, which came out in December, um, just the day before the release of Rise of Skywalker... We first come to meet the Knights of Ren before uh, Kylo had joined their ranks and come to lead them. We see that they are all dark side users, that that's uh, one of the qualifications for being in the group is that they can quote unquote touch the shadow. That's how they refer to it. Only one has a lightsaber, which they actually call the Ren. The rest have weapons, um, you know, similar or equal to what we see in Rise of Skywalker, um, but the leader of the group has a red lightsaber. Um, we see Kylo Ren uh, at the destruction of the temple. Um, this was really interesting because in this series, we learn that Ben Solo, um, soon to be Kylo Ren, didn't destroy the Jedi Temple. At least it does not seem to look that way. So in Last Jedi, we see that Kylo and Luke, uh, you know, fight, that Luke comes in. Depending on your point of view, either he, you know, was prepared to attack Ben or Ben, uh, you know, decided to attack Luke and destroyed the hut where he was uh, sleeping, where Ben Solo had been sleeping. The comic makes pretty clear that Ben Solo did not blow up the temple. So in that same film in the in the movie, um, we see uh, the temple burning, and it's kind of assumed that you know Ben had destroyed the um, Jedi temple that Luke had formed. But the comics st- definitely suggest that that was not the case. It really looks like it was Snoke that did it. We see Ben standing in front of it. There's like a weird reddish light behind it. And Ben kind of says no as it explodes. Um, I mean, possibly he could have done it with his, you know, mind, (laughs) Uh, maybe in a fury of rage, but it definitely doesn't seem like that. It's, you know, he kind of says, I didn't want this. And, you know, Snoke said, oh, it's not your fault. And it's implied that, you know, it was actually Snoke who blew up the Jedi Temple um, and, you know, timed it. Um, So that right after this happened with Luke, um, you know, it happened. And we don't know anything more about that as of this issue. You know, we we just see it happen. Um, So the temple's burning. Three Jedi students, um, who it's kind of unclear if they're, you know, still uh, learning to be Jedi or if they're already Jedi. The terminology, they kind of go back and forth a little bit. But we have three of Luke's pupils, in any case, who had been off planet and who come down and basically say, what the hell happened? And Ben Solo says, you know, Luke attacked me, so now he's dead. Um, You know, he doesn't address the fact that the rest of the temple is burning and the rest of the students are apparently dead. So the three Jedi um, students, you know, they don't know how much to believe him, but basically they decide to attack. And not surprisingly, Ben Solo, um, you know, fends them off and gets away. You know, he makes really clear that he didn't want to hurt them. So I think a lot of people's assumptions, mine included, that you know, when Ben Solo fell to the dark side that he, like, 
immediately, you know, decided any anyone who opposes me, I'm going to kill. Um, that wasn't the case. You know, he really did want to just uh, defend himself and get away. So that's what he does. He gets away on his ship. They again pursue him in space. Again, he declines to kill them and instead just disables their ship and gets away. Um, you know, we see him tell his droid pilot that he's not going to go back and see his mother. Um, and instead, he ends up going to visit Snoke. And we get some really cool visuals. So if you haven't read the comic, I would highly encourage it because um, I really liked how visually this appeared. But basically, we see Snoke um, in this kind of globe-shaped thing um, filled with all sorts of weird plants. And, you know, he says that they tried, um, whoever had created it tried to make kind of, um, you know, a, a, like a beautiful thing out in, in the darkness of space without any light and to create this greenhouse. And, you know, basically says that they failed, that the darkness took over and we see some dead uh, skeletons. Um, but Snoke, you know, embraces Ben Solo in a literal and metaphorical way. We see them hugging. It's very disturbing. Um, and when we think about how, you know, toxic that relationship was and how abusive Snoke was to him, it's weird to see Snoke, you know, being really, um, like, loving and fatherly um, to Ben. And I think this is part of his seduction to the dark side. You know, that Snoke's not a bad guy. Um, you know, he supports um, Ben Solo in a way that Luke, you know, hadn't been, um, and in a way that his father and mother hadn't been. He kind of accepts him for who he is with, you know, the light and the dark side inside of him, um, and, you know, presents a different path. And so Snoke suggests um, that Ben go out and find the Knights of Ren, and that leads us to the second issue of the series. So, you know, we see... Um, Ben basically, uh, you know, asks Snoke, can you tell me where they are? Um, and Snoke says, no, that's part of your journey will be to find them. So Snoke has um, Ben go off to a planet where um, he had encountered uh, the Knights of Ren while still a pupil of um, Luke's. So Luke, Lorisan Tekka, and Ben all journeyed to the planet called Elfrona, I think is how you would pronounce it. Um, to basically in search of old Jedi artifacts. And this is one of the first mentions that we have of the High Republic in canon. They go to this um, Jedi outpost that Lorsan Tekka says, you know, was probably made in the High Republic period. That was a, a time of um, expanded Jedi activity throughout the galaxy. So they go and enter this temple. And again, I'll talk a lot more about that um, in a podcast next week when I delve into more of the connections um, that come from this comic and how I think it could relate to the uh, High Republic era and other, you know, future canon material that we may get. But anyway, while Luke, Ben, and Lorsan Tekka are uh, here in this um, outpost, the um, Knights of Ren show up, and it turns out that, you know, maybe they had somehow laid a trap for them. That's kind of the impression that I got. Um, Luke, not super surprisingly, is able to cut through the Knights of Ren pretty easily. Um, the Knights of Ren do escape because the leader, um, you know, basically pulls the old uh, thermal detonator kind of line. Um, you know, he says he has like a bomb that if he, uh, if the lightsaber, his lightsaber leaves him, um, then, you know, the, uh, the bomb will go off. So Luke isn't able to disarm him. Luke has to let them go. Um, so they, uh, do escape. Um, but you know, Luke certainly, uh, 
overpowered them in their battle. And the interesting thing that happens here is that the leader of the Knights of Ren kind of says um, to Ben Solo, you know, I sense the dark side in you. The, you know, there's there's other paths beyond the one that you're on uh, and kind of says, you know, suggests that maybe maybe he should be with someone like the Knights of Ren instead of with Luke Skywalker. So it ends with him leaving um, his mask for Ben Solo. Um, he leaves it on the floor there in the in the temple and kind of says, you know, come look us up. Um, and that's what, you know, Ben Solo now, years later on his own, when he returns, goes to do. He finds the helmet and he's able to use that to communicate with them and find out that they are on the planet Von Rock in the Mid-Rim. Um, and as Ben is going to leave and go track them down at the location that they provided, those three uh, pesky Jedi pupils show up um, to try to stop him. And that's how uh, issue two ends. So we'll jump into issue three um, right after a quick break. So in issue three of The Rise of Kylo Ren, we see Ben Solo um, reuniting with the Knights of Ren, you know, years after he had seen them with Luke and Lorsan Tekka. Um, The comic kind of jumps forward a little bit first. So we skip the confrontation that he had with the three Jedi pupils um, in the in the Jedi outpost where he went to find the mask from the Knight of Ren and instead we jump forward we see him reunited and they said you know that they're interested in having him join them but that he needs to have a quote good uh good death in order to be able to join and you know basically meanings that he needs to have killed someone um in a way that you know is satisfactory to these um to these knights this goes back to the first issue of the comic where we see them tracking down a potential member and they said the same thing to him, that he needs to have a good death. And, you know, the guy said, I've killed lots of people. And they said, no, but not, it's not the same as fighting your enemies. That You know, they wanted him to kill his brother, basically to prove his worth to them um, and to prove he was willing to sacrifice something for them. Um, and it doesn't work out. The brother actually ends up killing him first and then the knights kill the brother. So um, didn't turn out too well in the end for them, but they say the same thing to Ben Solo. And Ben says that his quote-unquote good death um, was killing a Jedi. Um, So then we go back to what happened um, with those three Jedi pupils um, back uh, on Elfrona in the Outer Rim. Um, And part of this is a really cool series of flashbacks. We get to see Luke's Jedi um, Academy um, at a younger point um, or, you know, an earlier point than we have before. They don't say exactly how much... Uh, like how far in the past this is, but Luke definitely still has blonde hair. Um, it's not grayed out yet. He has no beard. He definitely looks pretty young to me, and Ben Solo looks pretty young as well. So this kind of leads me to believe that um, Luke's Jedi Academy started sooner than I had imagined. I mean, Luke says in The Last Jedi um, to Rey that he hadn't... Um, you know, uh, originally planned on on training Jedi. And then, you know, when he saw the power and the potential of his nephew, he got cocky and said, yeah, I could do this. I could start training a new generation. I had kind of pictured it being um, 
you know, when Ben Solo was relatively um, old, but in the comic, he definitely looks pretty young. So maybe Luke had um, had done this earlier than I had imagined. Maybe it was only, you know, like 10 years after uh, Return of the Jedi or 12 years after Return of the Jedi, something like that. So anyway, we get a series of flashbacks and we get to see Kylo Ren's connection to the three pupils that, you know, chased after him and confronted him. Um, and there was one in particular, Vo, um, who... Uh, you know, kind of um, was kind of a rival of his at the Academy. She never kind of lived up to him and she was always jealous of his kind of raw ability. Um, You know, Luke kind of tells her not to worry about that. He said, Ben isn't stronger. That's not how the force works. Um, But she was always kind of feeling, uh, you know, second to him. We also learn about um, a few of the other characters. There's one called Henix. Um, He, uh, you know, really likes... um, puzzles um, and kind of thinks of the force as a puzzle. You know, we see him unlocking a holocron. He definitely looks older than the other students, but in general, the the students of whom we get to see quite a few who aren't otherwise included in the comic, um, otherwise they all look young. And he kind of looks young in, in one of the flashbacks and looks quite a bit older in the other. But in general, it seems like, you know, Luke did kind of stick to the Jedi way of mostly training children, um, unless the adults that he trained, you know, had run off or, or just weren't pictured here in the comics. Um, and then the last of the three Jedi that he uh, is confronted with is Ty. And he seems to definitely be the most chill out of the three. He's the most reluctant to fight Ben Solo. Um, he's also uh, seems to have kind of force healing powers, which certainly we see more of in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, so those are the three. And they end up getting in a big fight um, you know, while, while Ben is on his way to go find the Knights of Ren. Um, he pushes um, Vo off of a cliff um, and uh, ends up, uh, you know, in a conflict with Henix too. Um, and it looks like Henix has died at the end of this confrontation, um, while Vo and Ty um, are seen kind of under a collapsing uh, Jedi outpost that Ben kind of pulls apart with the Force. Um, but those two seem to have died, and Henix seems to have died. Um, and that's certainly what Ben Solo is claiming. He says, you know, I killed Henix. He was a Jedi. That's a good death. And um, the leader of the Knights of Ren says, you know, that's not really a good death because you still didn't really want it. You know, you tried not to fight them and you only um, did so basically as a last resort. But he said that Snoke vouched for you. You're strong in the dark side so you can hang out and maybe eventually, you know, you'll you'll find a good death after all. So they decide to take him um, with them. They give him a change of clothes, which ends up being um, an all black outfit. The black shirt that he has on looks to me a little bit like the the good boy sweater um, that we see in Rise of Skywalker, um, but I'm not positive about that. And um, anyway, you know, the issue um, ends with, um, in addition to him showing off his new threads, we see uh, Ty and Vo um, decide to go uh, after um, Ben Solo. And here at the end, we finally see Henix lying there, it definitely does look like he he died and that Ben was telling the truth on that much at least. And they go off to decide to, um, you know, to try to pursue him and confront him and defeat him in issue four, which we will get to right after another quick break.
So I just finished reading the fourth and final issue. Um, it's definitely great. There are some surprises there. So um, the issue takes place on Mimban, um, which is a planet that we saw in Solo, a Star Wars story. That was where Han Solo was fighting in the mud with the Imperials and where he defects. Um, so it's interesting that we see his son, Ben Solo, on the same planet um, you know, at this pivotal point in his life. Um, they're down in some caverns. They're chasing after a, a relic, the Knights of Ren and Ben Solo. And um, the Knights of Ren are showing that they're perfectly happy to to kill everyone along the way to getting it, even if they don't need to. Um, ben Solo clearly is not taking to this um, and is clearly not fitting in very well with the group. And then Ty and Vo, his two former pupils, um, not his pupils, Luke's pupils, show up again, that they've tracked him down once again and are there to confront him. So Ben Solo takes on Ty. Um, they're fighting and Ty is trying to convince him uh, that it's not too late to turn back, that his path isn't decided for him, um, that, you know, at any moment, including right now, he can just stop what he's doing and they can defeat the Knights of Ren together and save the people there and go back home. Um, and that, you know, it really will make a difference and that every every good thing that he does, every good decision he makes, every person that he saves counts for something. It, it's not uh, that, you know, whatever he's done that's wrong is going to outdo all of that. So Ben seems to be considering this and then all of a sudden Ty uh, just kind of dies. His neck gets snapped and he's down. And I had to read it twice to kind of figure it out. Um, but it was actually um, Ren, uh, not Ben Solo, who killed Ty, um, kind of came up from behind and, uh, you know, used the dark side to do that to him. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Ben had that choice taken from him as far as whether or not to listen to Ty or, um, or to kill him. And, uh, Ben then immediately takes on, uh, Ren. And it's clear to me that, you know, he's not taking him on to avenge his friend, um, he's just tired of, yeah, another person telling him who he is. Because at this point, you know, Ren is saying that he's weak, that Snoke was wrong, that, you know, he uh, is not part of the group um, and, you know, doesn't have what it takes. So Ben Solo, tired of being told who he is, takes him on and does defeat him. And while he's defeating him, we see him um, hearing Snoke's voice in his head, uh, kind of urging him along, but we also see Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine in his, um, you know, Rise of Skywalker style form, um, basically controlling the whole thing. And that, you know, Snoke's voice that he hears is really Palpatine's voice. Palpatine is pulling the strings. Um, we also see Leia um, can sense his fall to the dark side as he's in this fight. Um, and she says, no, you know, um, and calls out his name. And we even see Rey um, on Jakku uh, with Ankar Plot, a few years um, younger looking. And she gets a sense of coldness as this is happening, which is interesting because, of course, if they were, you know, this dyad in the Force and the two were connected, then, of course, it makes sense that she would be able to sense um, his fall. And maybe that's the moment that really connected them um, because if they... I, I don't know that they would have been a dyad when they were both um, kind of on the light side, you know, it, that 
that term is new in Star Wars. They kind of threw it out for that movie. We don't really know what it means, but you know, it definitely sounds like something that would make more sense with one side being light, one side being dark. So, you know, maybe this is the moment where they, they became a dyad or at least a pivotal moment and Ray can sense it. So Ben ends up killing Ren um, and says that was his good death. Um, and it is, you know, finally, unlike with Henix, uh, his former um, classmate, you know, he didn't want to kill him. Um, he didn't want to kill Ty either. Uh, with Ren, he, he wants to kill him. So it is kind of a, a willful um, death and not a remorseful death. So he strikes him down and... Um, you know, then the Knights of Ren kind of immediately recognize him as their leader. Um, meanwhile, uh, Vo had still survived. And so um, we see her kind of initially, you know, happy, like, oh, you killed the, the leader of the Knights of Ren. Great job. Let's get out of here. And Ben Solo, or now Kylo Ren, says, you know, there's no one left to train you to be a Jedi. You're never going to be one. Why would you even want to live? And he kills her. So um, that's the end of the conflict there um, on Mimbam in the cavern. The last um, little scene that we get is them um, flying off in their ship, which is the same ship that we see in Rise of Skywalker, the name of which is escaping me right now. And we see Ben opening up his lightsaber. He takes his um, the kyber crystal from inside and he crushes it. Um, we get a little moment of him with kind of Sith style eyes um, as he's doing that and the crystal um, not quite explodes but releases a lot of um, red energy that kind of rocks through the whole ship. Um, we see flashes of all of the good people in his life, his mother, his father, Chewie, um, Lando, Luke, and even Ty um, kind of there uh, and uh, as memories or you know um, maybe uh, in, in spirit. And uh, finally, he releases the, the crystal, the energy kind of stops flowing from it. And when he opens up his hand, it's red and cracked. So he puts it into his lightsaber and the the cracked nature of it makes the lightsaber unstable. And he can see that there's kind of energy trying to release from the sides. So that's how we ended up getting the little crossbar for his lightsaber. So at the very end, we see him turning it on um, in the form that we recognize it as. Um, and we also see Snoke slash Palpatine's voice coming through to say, what is your name? And he doesn't answer, but we know that he would answer uh, Ren or Kylo Ren. Um, he had revealed earlier in the comics that Kylo was the name he always kind of had in his head for himself. Um, kind of his dark side, you know, the the devil on his shoulder <laughs> talking to him as he was growing up, you know, rejecting the name Ben Solo. Kylo was always the name that he kind of imagined for himself, even as a child. So Snoke um, had been encouraging him earlier on to take up that name. And, you know, we know that he gets Ren from um, defeating the person who previously called himself Ren, who was the leader of those knights. So although his name goes unspoken at the end, we now see kind of how he gets that name. We see how he gets his lightsaber um, and we see how he becomes the leader of the group. We don't see anything directly um, to show how he really joined the First Order. Um, at this point, he doesn't even know that Snoke um, is running the First Order. I, I don't even know that he knows what the First Order is, because when he and Snoke are talking, Snoke gets a call from um, from 
General Hux, uh, which is the father, um, Brendel um, Hux, of, you know, the General Hux we know from the movies, he gets a kind of a, you know, a space call from him. And, uh, and Kylo is kind of like, who's, who's this general, you know, and has no idea what's going on. So I think that Kylo doesn't know, you know, Snoke's role with the First Order at this point. For all we know, Snoke may not even be the leader of the First Order um, right now. Um, but I, I think he is. Um, so we don't see any of that in the comic, um, other than the fact that now he's the leader of this group. And we know that the group is connected to Snoke. We know that Kylo has been seeking out Snoke for training. Um, this issue also revealed that Snoke had taught him, um, about how to, um, you know, do the mind reading, um, trick that he has. So clearly he's going to be seeking out Snoke and staying connected to him and hoping to learn from him. So I guess we can surmise that that's how, you know, Snoke really brought him in uh, as an apprentice and really made Kylo, you know, part of the the First Order as we see it in the films. So that was a lot to get through. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff in here. I definitely want to uh, take the weekend to kind of reflect on it myself and come back next week with some kind of final thoughts as well as talking a little bit more about how this may connect to future Star Wars stories, especially the High Republic, because there's some hints there, um, but some other things as well. So that's going to be it for today. Um, if you haven't read the new comic yet, I suggest you run out and buy it. Um, I know they've been selling out at my comic book shop, so they've been holding it for me. Um, so go grab one um, while you still can, uh, and um, I hope that you'll tune in next week for another edition of the podcast.